Hello, just a little content warning at the beginning for gun violence and excellent comedy podcasting. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Milk 7000 Quantum Edition, the new milking system from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. The world's fastest milking machine just got faster. For the first time using quantum technology rejected by NASA, a cow can be completely deconstructed on a molecular level, turned inside out, squeezed dry by the patented rubber buffering arms, and reassembled all in the blink of an eye, with only a small risk of catastrophic fire. For 10% off the installation cost of a Milk 7000 Quantum Edition system in your dairy, simply use the code MILKMYMOLECULES. And welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website, as well as the printed magazine, brought to you by the Milk 7000 Quantum Edition. Now, this episode is my hundredth as host of the show, after I took over from former presenter Paul Kitesworthy. Yes, it's a milestone, but I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I'm looking forward to this evening, where there is a gala dinner taking place in my honour at the Montgolfier Golf Hotel and Golf Course and Golf Course. How much of the gravy did he drink? We need to pump out the gravy. I'm of course looking forward to the food. For the main course, guests can choose between Steak à la Garden Centre or Beef Houses of Parliament, which will of course be followed by the trout course. There will also be a bottomless tripe fountain, a frozen milk luge, and entertainment from the brass band of the RNLI. Of course, with the RNLI, there is usually the danger that the brass band will be called away to sea at any moment. But I've slipped them each an extra tenner, and they've said they'll turn off their mobile phones. Can you hear me? How much gravy did you drink? Hello, hello, what's your name? Do you have a name, sir? We need to know how much gravy you've drunk. So for today's show, obviously we thought about doing a sort of tribute show filled with well-wishing messages, an inspirational montage of my best moments, maybe a high-profile guest to talk about the impact that my work has had on the beef and dairy industries. But myself and the team behind the show decided that the best tribute to the past 100 episodes would be to carry on with our laser-focused mission to cover the latest news from the beef and dairy industries. I'm going to stop you there. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. recording the intro. Yeah, I know, but happy hundred to you. Oh. Happy hundred to you. <laughs> Look, we, um, we did have a meeting about this and we said we weren't going to do any <laughs> special stuff. I know, but I feel like, you know, you never celebrate yourself. And I thought it'd be really nice just to kind of be happy about what you've achieved over the past hundred months. That's actually really nice. That's Aww. actually really nice. Okay, you're welcome. Um, so yeah, open the box in front of you. Oh, I'd wondered what this was. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, you've got... Okay, just so the listener understands what's happening. Um, you've bought me a lo- lovely looking cake. Yeah! <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Um, just so the listener understands kind of what's happening here. Um, you don't normally get to to hear this what you're hearing is uh, one of the team mm-hmm. just to paint the picture we're in the studio and she's behind the glass talking to me over the talkback system um, and she's been there for the past hundred episodes as well 
Yeah, loving it. And maybe it's time to give you a bit of a shout out. Oh, thank you. That's that's so nice. Um, yeah, well, so um, I, I just want to say it's just been an honour the past 100 episode, episodes. I've loved it. Um, and also for the listener at home um, to let them know that the cake is actually a beef tort. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Right. What, so it's... What, this cake is actually made of... Of beef? Yeah, yeah, beef, yeah. Yeah, honestly, mm. uh, it's amazing what you can do these days with milled beef flour. And then, Sorry, sorry did yeah. you say... Did you say milled beef flour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting process, actually. It's uh, like, once you've got all the meat that you can off the you know, off, off the animal. It's like the remaining bits of meat from the carcass and they kind of scrape it all off, dry it in a kiln and um, it creates this really, like, beautiful flower. So, yeah, and, and we've also got a 100 candles on top, which took ages, but uh, you're worth it, you know. So, anyway, um, I guess I guess the idea is that I'm going to light... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. <clears throat> Aww, that's so cute. Wow, it's um, it's really kicking off some heat. That um. Oh yeah, yeah, that's deliberate. Um, so the the idea is that like the heat from the candles crisps up the top layer of beef. Um, right. Oh yeah, sorry, I meant to say also they're edible tallow candles. Wow, yeah. Look, it's it's quite a lot of fumes. Oh, hang on. And that's quite a lot of flame, isn't it? I, yeah, hang on. Actually, no, no, I think don't, 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 don't I panic, think this is getting panic. out of hand. Don't, don't, sorry, don't that, panic. That's too much fire. Oh my! Oh my God! It's a tearing beefcake inferno. Okay, okay, that shouldn't be happening. I thought we had a sprinkler system. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna kick in any second. Oh my God! The, the sprinklers are firing out hot gravy. Oh God! Okay. Hot gravy! Oh, that's not right. That's, ah! that's not right. Ah! <laughs> we tested the Milk Seven Thousand Quantum Edition against the world's fastest man, Usain Bolt. And while our patent-pending quantum technology milked a thousand cattle in under five minutes, it took Mr. Bolt almost 20 minutes to milk a single cow, and he was repeatedly kicked in the face. Order today and I'll send you the video. For 10% off the installation cost of a Milk 7000 Quantum Edition system in your dairy, simply use the code on your marks, get set, milk. Right, you'll edit around that bit when the studio's on fire and I'm being showered by love hot gravy will you yeah 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 yeah. no honestly don't worry and i'm honestly i'm so sorry the the beef tallow candles kind of um created a fat explosion didn't they they did they did create a fat explosion yeah, yeah which i was absolutely at the epicenter of so i know i'm so, but but you know you did look you did look really really like fit weirdly oh yeah yeah like wow. it really suited you what like a kind of action hero sort of like coming out of the flame that kind of thing yeah, yeah. Sort, sort, sort of yeah. Yeah, you, you you kind of look like Stephen Seagal. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm taking that as a compliment. It is one. <laughs> right. Um, we better get on with it. So. Um, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, this month oh, I, I was spoke. Thinking, um, do you want to maybe introduce me, like, to the listeners? Oh yeah. Really I mean, nice. I, I sort of have, but I guess. No, yeah, well, like, okay, shall I do it? Um, uh, I'm the producer of the Beef and Dairy Network. Listeners, this is um, this is Beverly, and um, she's... <laughs> it's like you're introducing me to your parents, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so a, this is uh, Beverly, and she's one of the team. Um, <laughs> but you can say my real name now. Sorry, what? 
And my name's not Beverly, is it? So. <laughs> but Sadie? No. Susan? No. Joyce? <laughs> Tessa? Yeah, right. That's so funny. No, come on. Just say that. Just, okay, that is funny, but you can say that my real name now. Jonathan Tonzano. <laughs> Kyla, my name's Kyla. Jonathan Tonzano. <laughs> Kyla, yeah. Jonathan Tonzano. Kyla, you know it is. No, no, I'm joking. It's all a big joke. I said, yes, Kyla, of course. Sorry, I was joking. I was joking. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Tonzano. Anyway, um, like I know we've done the whole cake thing, well, I have, um, but I just... I wanted to do something even more special for the 100th no, episode. No, we, we said so, we were just doing a normal yeah. episode. We just said we were doing a normal episode. Yeah, so anyway, this did take quite a lot of work, but I've managed to line up a huge interview. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, who is it? Well, I want you to guess. So um, we've talked about this person before as being like the big one, and they finally agreed to do an interview over the phone. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Sir Douglas Chope, the inventor of the cordless afterbirth vacuum. No. But Lee Spikes, the pioneer of overhand milking? No. Not Pauline Tuckshop? No. Not Dr Pop Sandringham and his singing pig Topsham? No, bigger guest than all of them, actually. Or maybe not bigger than Topsham. He is amazing. Hmm, Okay, so bigger than or equally as big as a pig that can sing and moonwalk. Um, No. You You didn't get... No. Yeah. Former German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just need a moment. So she's got like a brand new towel and she's agreed to reveal the details of the new towel exclusively on the Beef and Dairy Network. Oh, God. I bet it's a really huge like bath sheet, you know, probably Egyptian cotton or actually, no, maybe something more patriotic like a sort of German reed weave. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. She should be on the line for you now. I'm just putting her through. Okay. Hello, Angela, or should I say, um, a former Chancellor Merkel, Mrs. Merkel, Your Highness, Your Honour. No, that's judges. Frau, Superfrau. Hello. I can't hear anything. Hang on. Oh no! I think, I think the cake, the cake's recombusting. It's recombusting. What? How has this been allowed to happen? What is? How? Ah! Hot gravy! (laughs) Using common household materials, can the Milk 7000 Quantum Edition be easily retrofitted into an experimental energy weapon? Yes. Does the instruction manual clearly show you how you can easily do this? Also yes. Life is about decisions, and we can't make them for you. For 10% off the installation cost of a Milk 7000 Quantum Edition system in your dairy, simply use the code BEHOLD! I wield power beyond imagination and nothing will stand in my way! I'm really sorry, I've got those candles that relight after you blow them out. I, I just, I thought it would be a fun party thing, but it's just a huge fire hazard, isn't it? No, no, I, I get it. That, I, mm. those, those candles are fun. They are fun. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Um, yeah. But it has caused a huge fire again. But the the the, the boiling hot gravy does seem to put it out. So it's all right. Look, listen. Um, is Angela still on the line? No, I'm sorry. I don't think so. Let's play your recorded interview and try and get her back. Okay. 
So, we all remember where we were when former editor of the Beef and Dairy Network, Paul Kitesworthy, went missing. For example, I was in my living room, trying to work out when it wasn't too early to ring and offer my services as a replacement. Then, in 2019, a body was found in Woodland. I say a body, it was just a head, lungs, liver and anus, which was identified as Paul's when the anus was sent off to Europol's ANAS, the European ANO Notification and Analysis System. Last week, I caught up with the Chief Investigating Officer on Paul's disappearance, DCI Dexter Watley, and also Paul's brother, Basil Kitesworthy, who over the past year has been trying to create something positive out of Paul's death. I started by asking Basil to explain what he's been doing. I felt the loss of my brother seismically. I don't think that's an exaggeration. And uh, I felt the grief had obliterated me and, and any sort of life or agency I had. And after four years of that, one feels one's spirit eroded, uh, rather. So I thought there should be something more done to honour Paul and his work with the Beef and Dairy Network and, and elsewhere. Hmm. So um, I decided what better way to honour Paul than to parade what we have left of him around the country ceremonially so that people could salute uh, or sing to or shout at however they chose to worship a part of Paul. And I thought, what more iconic element of Paul to take out with us than the anus, one of only four parts of his body recovered. Now, I believe, uh, Dexter, you received a phone call from Basil inquiring yes. about the legality of exhuming his brother's anus from the family mm-hmm. crypt and taking it around the country. Is that the kind of call you're used to getting as a policeman? It's not, but let's, I mean, let's not forget that I'm a detective chief inspector, so at my grade you have to be aware of that kind of... Um, of that legal space, uh, really, and it is perfectly legal for a family member to 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 exhume an, an anus uh, if that anus uh, is already separated from the rest of the body. So there's no issue. That was actually one of my more pleasant moments in this whole Fandango, frankly. It's been very difficult this time, this whole investigation, this loss of Paul, uh, for me professionally. Uh, and um, it was nice to be able to give the family just a bit of simple, clear good news. Absolutely, go ahead, grab that anus. I mean, if you are listening out there and you wish to exhume the anus of a family member, if it is intact and attached to the rest of the body, then you do have to go through. There is some paperwork. It does get a bit arduous after that. But that, that was no no problem. The problem of, is is really more basils after that is finding the right kind of artisan to to get that anus back in uh, in good nick uh, for public consumption, so to speak. Well, Basil, I must say, you know, somebody's done a very good job on, on the anus. It looks wonderful. Tell me about the process of of finding someone to to do that. So, of course, a, a, an anus, a particularly a, a partly decomposed anus, can be a less than appealing prospect to handle. And, and as the officer correctly states, it's very difficult to find uh, a craftsman, an artisan who can work in that medium. But I did manage to find uh, somebody who worked in pottery uh, and somebody was was particularly skilled with lacquer. And uh, they advised me that the best way to preserve Paul's anus was to have it lacquered. And it really has been beautifully lacquered, I must say. It's a it's a wonderful tribute to the man I remember. It's it's golden, it's burnished. Yes, burnished golden anus, that's right. It's on a wonderful wooden oaken mount. It's kind of mounted like a like a stag's head. That's right. If you can imagine a, a sort of a, a hod for carrying bricks, 
but um, with a with a plaque bearing the name Paul Kitesworthy at the base. And then uh, on the back wall, so to speak, of the hod, uh, the mounted golden burnished anus. DCI Watley, what, what do you make of what Basil's done, especially given that you've really become emotionally invested in this case now? Yes, I was very moved when um, when Basil showed me the um, showed me the the, the lacquered anus uh, in its well, its portable hod. I, I mean, I I I knew that there were the plan, their plans were to make a memorial of, of the anus. What I was surprised by was that that memorial was going to be mobile. Well, yes, and and how mobile it has become. Uh, Basil, what you've been doing over the past year or so really is incredible. Thank you. You have, on foot, uh, taken Paul's Lacadanus around the country. Yes. Uh, displaying it in, in local beef information centres, local libraries, garden centres, on a kind of mission, really, it seems, to to let the public remember Paul. Well, as you say, it began as a personal mission, and I would approach any beef information centre or library centre. And uh, really, I was I was in a sort of fugue state of grief, respect, awe, honour. It was a religious experience, certainly, nothing less than that. And so I, I, I began, I set off from London. After many, many miles of, of walking, carrying this hod, I ended up in Reading. And the first building I came across was the public library. And the lady on the desk at first asked me if I'd like to register. Then she very quickly realized that I was in the throes of a religious experience. And she looked up at the, uh, the, the lacquered golden anus. And without even reading the plaque, she uttered the words, Paul Kitesworthy. And very quickly, she'd, she'd called the other librarians, all the other staff, cleaners, that sort of thing, around her. And, and they insisted that I stay for a, a day or two or maybe a week uh, just to display the hod and its its holy offering and allow people to come and pay their respects. So, so it, it became a matter of demand very quickly. And it's gone further even than just coming to see the anus and, and quietly paying respects. I've, I've got a list here of, of things that the anus has been used for in the last year. Mm. It's been put, uh, put at the top of a, a maypole during the, the May Festival in yes, Swindon. Um, somebody swore on it instead of a Bible during a court case. Oh, uh, that that's was now, especially moving, yes. That's now allowed. Um, it's been mounted on the altar at many weddings over the over the past year. At King Charles's coronation, it was, in fact, looped uh, around one of the prongs of the crown that was placed upon the king's head. And, and uh, I, I couldn't have asked for a better tribute to Paul than that. Now, Dexter, mm. when does this kind of thing begin to get the attention of the police? This thing gained momentum very, very quickly, as as you can imagine. I mean, you, you heard Basil talking there about the fact this. I mean, it sounds startling that librarian recognising Paul, but that happens a, a lot. And actually, there is. And just to be very clear, Dexter, before you go ahead, it's not because he was a man who would bear his anus in public. That's no, she no, didn't no. recognise it having seen it before. She no. knew he, She knew the, the the tone and timbre of his voice, and there is something about vocal recognition that keys in with the brain perfectly. So you may have never seen an anus before, but if you know the voice, you will recognise the anus and vice versa. And because of that, and because Basil was walking openly down roads and byways and highways, listeners of, of the Beef and Dairy Network were, were, were recognising Paul from cars and bicycles. Words spread like wildfire. There are, of course, Im imitators as well. People claimed that uh, calamari rings they'd been served in branches of Weatherspoons were... Uh, depictions of the holy anus um and somebody claimed they had a sort of a shroud of paul 
um, a tablecloth, which they said the image of Paul's anus had appeared on. But of course, it turned out it was just a tablecloth that somebody had sat on without wearing any pants. So I'll now bring in someone who I believe is is with you, Basil. Her name is Raven Moon. That's right. Yes. Hello, Hello Raven. Now you are one of, and I let me know if I've got this right. You're calling yourself the Sisterhood of the Golden Anus. Is that right? Sisterhood of the Golden Anus. Yes. Yes. Right. Can you talk about how this started and 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 what your organisation is really? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, so I met Basil in Swindon. That's right, yes. Um, one, of the, uh, one of the places where I, I held the anus in state for, for some time. They, they were found it hard to let go of me, in fact, especially right. Raven. That's right. And um, I mean, it's unconnected, but I've been going through a terrible patch in my life. Um, that's, mm. I mean, it's not relevant, but it's just um, background. And I, I, I saw Basil and I, and I saw the, the lacquered anus and... I don't know, just um, it's like my whole world changed in that moment. And I, I just knew that I I had to follow him and I had to follow the anus and the teachings of the anus. And everything has changed for me since then. And I think all of Basil's followers would, would say the same, that um, just that he provides, he and the anus provide guidance um, mm. and sort of where before, you know, people, oh, my mortgage is really expensive and my life's falling apart and uh, my best friend's not talking to me. But the anus doesn't do that. The anus brings order where there was chaos. and um, It sits in, in beatific silence. That's right. Um, maintaining the status quo and um, that's it. bringing harmony to people. That's it. That's and, the effect um, it seems to have. And uh, I, I just don't know where I'd be without it, really. Mm. Raven is, is one of the more devout followers. Raven, you talk about the, the teachings of, of the anus and indeed Basil. So I guess what I'm interested in is to what extent is, is this or could this be described as a, as a cult? No, I don't like that word at all. I no, find that word a, very offensive. It's a collective. It's a collective. It's a financially motivated religious collective. And I've been in five cults in the past, so I know uh, this is definitely not one. Yes, and Raven has told me that as far as she's concerned, this is absolutely not a cult. This is not a cult. Whereas she has come to accept that the previous cults that she's been involved in... Were, they were cults, were cults, but this is totally different. Right. DC Watley... Obviously, yes. people get worried about cults and they might call the police about this kind of thing. Is mm. this something that's come into your radar? I, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I feel a bit uncomfortable talking about this, most of all, really, because, you know, Basil and I, over the last few years, you know, we've, our relationship has, has developed. I would suggest, with the greatest of respect to Basil, that there are some fringe elements around him uh, that are leaning that way. Sorry, Dexter, remind me, it's your birthday next week, isn't it? Um, yeah, yes. Yes. yes, I thought so. I've I've got something for you, just a little present, but I can oh. wait till after the interview to give it to you. Oh, I want to tell oh, you what it is now, but I don't, I don't know if I should tell you. It ruined the surprise. Well, I, I wonder if we perhaps should. All right, I'll tell uh, you. It's this um, twenty thousand pounds in an envelope you said you wanted. In summary, then, cult is not really a proper legal term. In this country, we believe innocent until proven guilty. Nothing has been proven. What he's operating is a pilgrimage. It's not a cult. It's definitely not a cult. And no one has proved it is a cult. And actually, they would be liable potentially to slander proceedings or, or libel proceedings were it to appear in print. So I would urge the public not to use that term again. Okay, well, I, I, I will refrain from using that term if that's legally prudent. But Raven, as I say, I'm not going to say the C word, but I'm just going to talk about some facts on the ground. Yeah. Is it true that you consider yourself now to be Basil's wife? As far as we and the common law of um, England are concerned, we are husband and wife. 
And then I passed all of the money in my bank account over to Basil. Ceremonially. Ceremonially. And um, and then that, that clinched the deal. So, yes. That uh, is. And, and, and she is my wife. She is my common law wedded wife, which is very different to the 20 or 30 brides of Anus who uh, are fulfill some of the duties that might at times be considered those of a wife. That's right. And they have merged their bank accounts with yours as well. But that's it's sort of different. It's bank accounts to that's, mine. That's right. Yes. And Dee D- Watley, hearing that, that doesn't ring any alarm bells from a, a policing perspective. Oh, De- Dexter, Dexter, that reminds me. Mm. Um, do you remember that gold-plated Hyundai i10 you were looking at uh, in the dealership the other day? Mm. Well... Uh. I don't want to say too much, but there's a little surprise <sighs> in the multi-story garage outside the studio. Yes, uh, th- thank you. But, 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 so, uh, so happy we... birthday. Uh, Once again. Uh, it, no, I, I did the no alarm bells. No, no alarm bells. Uh, no alarm bells. It's just um, uh, p- 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 people going about their business. Let's let's keep it small state. This is Britain, okay? And uh, I'm a policeman. I police by consent. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not political police, not secret police. I'm not uh, interfering in how people operate perfectly legally uh, with their uh, highly profitable uh, polygamous marriages. More from that interview later. I don't think I've ever heard the word anus that many times before. But first, hopefully we have Angela Merkel on the line. Sorry, I don't know where she's gone. I think she said she was going to towel off some garden furniture after a rain shower. God's sake, why can't she just let them air dry? Mm, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. OK, more after this. If you're hiring, you know it's hard to attract top talent. That's why you want the partner who gets it. ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter knows how tough it is right now, but they've figured out solutions for the problems you're facing, which is why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Team up with a hiring partner who understands what you need. ZipRecruiter. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash beef. Angela, but we did another little special something for this special episode. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> we did. You didn't. We did. You asked a composer to compose a bespoke musical theatre number about how important I am to the professional beef media landscape, and then engaged a full Hollywood orchestra and the cast of 60, including a hologram of Angela Lansbury, to perform and record it. Um, no. Um, no, we asked a few former guests to leave you a voicemail. Oh, great. Hello, Janet Bingham here, mother of the late and much-loved Warren. Thank you so much for the invite to dinner to celebrate 100 episodes. Um, Can't make it, unfortunately. Got a guy here sorting the Wi-Fi, and that has to take precedence. I'm sure you'll understand. Hello, Reverend Hilary Block here. Blessed congratulations on the 100 eps and blessed thanks for my invitation to the gala dinner held in your honour. I, for one, would be delighted to come. Unfortunately, I can't. My internet is on the fritz, so I'll be waiting for the AOL technician to come and reinstall a new CD-ROM in the router. Blessed sorry. Amen. 
Um, hello, this is uh, Teresa Beckton. I'm a youth worker, or uh, at one point I was a youth worker. Now I would describe myself as a lady of pleasure. Um, I was uh, just sending you a message to say congratulations. Uh, I'm very proud of you on your many episodes that you've done. Um, I would have loved to come to the gala dinner, but unfortunately, um, put it down. Sorry, um, there's just somebody. Put it. Sorry. Put. Oh, for goodness sake. Uh, I'm trying to sort my Wi-Fi. I've had this guy come round to try and sort out the Wi-Fi, but actually, when he got here, he said, you don't have Wi-Fi. I was like, well, if I don't have Wi-Fi, what have I been using? Um, so it's been quite a mystery. Um, put. Put it down. Sorry, it's one of the uh, children working for me at the moment. How was that flat white? Make it again. Hi, um, this is Paula York, relationships expert. Just want to congratulate you on a hundred episodes, a real achievement. Um, but really annoyingly, I can't make it to dinner because I'm just on my way back home to let a guy in who's going to look at the Wi-Fi because I've been having an absolute nightmare with it. It keeps dropping out. I've tried factory reset. I've tried check and see if it's overcrowded. The signal that is um, not my house, and um, turns out it's not. So no, no idea. And the only time you can do is the exact time that your dinner is on, um, for the, the weirdly for the duration of the dinner, and then he's going to leave. So sorry, I can't make it, but I hope it's an overwhelming success, which I'm sure it will be. Best wishes. Hello, Melanie Hankatch here from Hankatch PR. Um, I just wanted to congratulate you on the. <laughs> 100 episodes. Um, I'd love to be there with you, but I am still currently trapped in Ted Danson's mansion. He's on, oh my God. I'm hiding out in the mezzanine pantry. He's on an absolute rampage. I think his Wi-Fi stopped working and it's absolutely turned him rat wild. If anyone can find me, oh my God, oh my God. If anyone can find me, go to the very center of his land. He'll tell you it's due northwest. It is not. If you hit the big tree with the horrible crows, you've gone too far, somebody! Can you hear me? How much gravy did you drink? Hello, beef and dairy. It's me, Kenny Baritone. I'm so sorry that I couldn't be there or listen to a single episode ever. I'm busy. I live in Singapore. I've got a man coming around to look at my router. You would not believe how good the internet is over here. You can download Flubber like that. Have you watched Ghostbusters Afterlife? Hang on, so is anyone coming to my dinner? Um, well, there's the RN Ally Brass Band. Apart from the people we're paying to be there. Um, your wife is coming? So the thing with my wife is um, she's gone to stay with her sister. Oh, no. And um, I thought everything was okay. And then I got a text this morning saying that um, she wants to be taken off the council tax uh, so that I can get the single person discount, which is 25% off. Um, uh-huh. And also I tried to... I uh, log on to Netflix earlier to watch Beef Warriors and um like my my login like it's her account but my login's not like I think she's taking me off the Netflix. Oh. 
which I like feels like a sign, doesn't it, of some? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I mean, that's basically that's basically over, isn't it? I'm really sorry that you had to find out like that. I mean, that's not necessarily how it was. Mm, I'd say that's definitely what it is. To me, that to me that reads as like this is definitely over. But spread your wings. This is actually really helpful because I've been having a hard time kind of um, coming to terms with like what, like she's never said like it's over. Mm. Like she, she screamed, she came in and she screamed like I've had enough of the constant focus on beef in our lives. I don't like beef and I've never liked beef. And I was like, I don't believe you. And then I bought her a, a guided tour of the Panaman Sausage Factory for her, um, our wedding anniversary. And And I found out that she didn't go. She doesn't like beef. That's really sad. Um, I mean, I love it. You know, I love beef. Right. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> gala dinner-wise, what, it's just going to be me watching a brass band? on You can't watch a brass band on your own. Not unless you're like a dictator. It's weird. It's the kind of thing Robert Mugabe used to do. I can't watch a brass band on my own. No. I mean, yeah, well, you know, luckily you don't have to because, you know, I'll, I'll be there. Will you? Yeah, I think it's going to be really, I think it's going to be really nice. Like, there's going to be the tripe fountain. We can, like, dangle our legs in and, you know, you can, like, playfully splash me if you want and um, sort of gently remove the tripe from my lips. What, so just, just you and me? Yeah. And a brass band and a tripe fountain. And... A candlelight. Yeah, it's just, you know, we can just, like, giggle. And uh, <laughs> you can, you know, I can put your hand on my leg. What do you, th- what do you think? I think it sounds, I think it sounds really sexy. Is it getting a bit hot in here? Do, do, you, do you feel that? It's nice. Yeah. No, I, I think the tallow candles have, have, have caught again. I think they've relit themselves again. Oh. Sorry, I don't think we put enough gravy on them last time. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, oh, oh, God. Shit. God, the flames are even higher this time. Oh, God, the sprinklers. Oh. <laughs> go to a safe place. Get, Piping hot down. gravy. Hot gravy. When combined with our new Canon-fed hyperspeed conveyor slide, a thousand cattle can be milked in five minutes using the Milk 7000 Quantum Edition, leaving more time in your day to enjoy the finer things in life. Sit back, sip a cocktail, and put out any fires that may have started. For 10% off the installation cost of a Milk 7000 Quantum Edition system in your dairy, simply use the code It's Blazing Fast. The pilgrimage of the Golden Anus continued to grow through the early part of 2023 until it reached its zenith in June when over 100,000 acolytes of the anus descended on London's Hyde Park, where the anus was lifted from its wooden hod and put on top of a 200-foot-high golden plinth. I asked DCI Dexter Watley whether this huge influx of people was a challenge for the police, especially given that the American rocker Bruce Springsteen was himself playing a concert in the park at the same time. That complicated things. Well, it was Bruce Springsteen doing a concert with the, the rock band Squeeze. Uh, so that that had quite a heavy attendance as as well. Do you think that Bruce Springsteen playing with Squeeze as a backing band 
is more of a draw or less of a draw than just Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band? We saw a lot of what we called musical rubbernecking. Uh, there was a morbid fascination with what uh, the results would would, would be. Um, so we, it did actually it was quite a big draw. Because I guess people are thinking, is he going to be playing like Bruce Springsteen hits or is he actually going to be playing the hits of Squeeze with Squeeze? Uh, is it a new collaboration? We don't know. Uh, the, the thing that really irritated the audience because the audience was largely English uh, was that actually the, the concert was pretty good. Um, and they didn't know how to deal with that. Um, and that resulted in some aggression that didn't needed to find its way out somehow. So that there did end up being a bit of argy-bargy between the music crowd and the anus crowd. Um, so the, the, yeah, there was some policing was needed, um, put it that way. Uh, and we, we don't take sides uh, as, as police. Uh, we are after law and order. Well, um, it's interesting you say that because but, um, contemporary reports seem to suggest that the police did take a side and and chose to side with with the acolytes of the anus one system of policing with with riots major crowds is do you try and disperse them do you try and calm the atmosphere do you try and separate them into different funnels into the city or do you uh, uh team up with one mob and decimate uh, the other mob um, and we, we 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 did choose that avenue on this occasion. Uh, so we we did team up with the, with Team Anus uh, and, and and quelled the Springsteen Squeeze crowd uh, very rapidly, indeed. And as I say, we're not taking sides. I mean, it was my call which way we went down. I mean, I, I, there were discussions I had with Basil. I did open a channel of communication with Springsteen and the Squeeze people, and they didn't get back to me. They were playing a concert, to be fair, at the time. Perhaps that's why. Uh, so that dialogue didn't happen. But we were we were only too happy to help. And uh, of course, our, our principal interest was in, in venerating Paul and in uh, keeping the occasion peaceful and happy. So uh, a great deal of the, um, the heavier set uh, members of our organisation did uh, get, lay in pretty hard. I headbutted three women. That's very true. We were all brilliant. very, very proud of you. And, um, but as, as I like to say, we converted as many as we maimed. And and then at the end of the night, um, this incredible occurrence took place. Some have described it as a miracle, uh, where the anus began to, on the top of its gold plinth, began to emanate a kind of pink light. It began to pulse outwards. Mm-hmm. And then a very strongly concentrated laser beam shot out of the anus, hitting Bruce Springsteen in the chest. Yes, that was um, a shock uh, to all of us, uh, not least me. I did find out later that uh, one of our followers had stolen a, um, an extremely experimental uh, energy weapon and uh, smuggled it into our gathering. Uh, but at the moment, we were convinced that what we were seeing was a genuine miracle. So they fired it off the anus, like sort of ricocheted the, the laser beam off the anus, or they deployed from the London Eye, I gather, and uh, ricocheted off the uh, the angles were were, were, were perfect. The, the anus was used as a sort of um, a viewfinder, um, as a, as a, fo- a focal point for targeting yeah. the energy weapon from one of the pods on the London Eye. Uh, of course, a, a moving pod, so even more of a skillful shot than you might think. It was skillful, and of course, I mean that that experimental weapon is is technically unregistered. On an unrelated uh, note, Dexter, sorry, I've, I've got these tickets for that Red Letter Day outing on that helicopter you wanted. The Chinook, the Apache. So the, yeah, there'll be no further action taken with regards to the uh, <clears throat> the uh, <clears throat> experimental uh, energy weapon. 
Well, I still think it is a miracle. I, I sort of, I mean, I've been presented with all of this evidence, so so called, that you know, it was it was one of our own group, Mary, I believe, that Mary. had um, uh, that had, had commandeered this energy weapon. Allegedly, but I. I actually, I, I think it was a miracle, and maybe it was a miracle acting through Mary, but a miracle nonetheless. And um, you know, if uh, if if Bruce Springsteen had to die, then he had to die. But uh, I, I should say, legally speaking, he technically isn't legally dead uh, because his his body is still too hot to be approached uh, by a, a physician. Unfortunately, several paramedics were vaporized when they attempted to touch and resuscitate the body of Bruce Springsteen. Yes. He's, he will probably only cool down enough to be certified dead, and that they estimate uh, in 52,000 years. That's right. All in a good cause, though. That's right. He, he's, he's, in fact, so hot uh, that he's... Uh, people are suggesting that they might connect him to the national grid and that he might be able to power Northumberland indefinitely. Praise the anus. Praise the anus. Right. Now, this next bit is going to be a little bit um, delicate, shall we say. Um, the reason why this interview is taking place, uh, Basil, is because DCI Watley contacted me and said that there was something that he had to tell you and that he needed to tell the world and that he felt it should be done in, in a public forum. And I agreed that the Beef and Dairy Network would be a good place for this to happen. Dexter? Um, what is this? Well, it's regarding what, as you know, we've discussed many times. I, I've, I've always felt haunted by the fact that we never truly got to the bottom of what happened to Paul. Yes, yes. Even at the very beginning, it was very distressing. You were very strong about it. I mean, the fact that he was, I mean, yes, his, his head was there, his lungs were there, his liver were there, but they were all in such a state that we had to use the anus to identify him. That's the only mm. thing we could do. And, mm. um, as I've talked about on the podcasts, uh, on this podcast in the past, um, we at the time, um, we used ANAS, um, which many people will know is the, the European Anal Identification System. Uh, it's a brilliant, huge database that uh, we were at risk of being excluded from with, with Brexit. And lo and behold, we, we have been excluded from. And mm. I mean, I don't want to go over the same ground, but we're now, we're now left with, with, with BRs. And just to make things clear for, for any listeners who who don't know what the deal is with ANAS. ANAS, the ANO Notification and Analysis System, based in Lyon in France, had this massive, I believe, 800 million anuses on the database. Is that is that right? Yes. The, the amount of anal capture was massive. I mean, if you were arrested, the smallest misdemeanor, uh, border controls, you name it, marriage certificates, whatever it might be, the, the, the reach was extraordinary, the cooperation was superb, and they had this huge... I mean, they still have in Europol this database of anuses um and the anuses um you know that the records are kept in perpetuity and then in contrast to that the, the british system now brs the british anus registration service is voluntary use it's it's essentially just a, a filing cabinet somewhere it's three people work for brs they, they they go door to door asking for voluntary uh, anal donations most people slam the door in their face and they, the three they've got very different skill sets the three so so one will do a crayon rubbing uh, of your ass. Uh, another one is a, a, a English literature A level teacher who burnt out, and she just does it in, in prose. Describes your anus in in prose. Um, 
the, the other one uh, would, would works in various media, sometimes acrylics, uh, sometimes black and white photography, sometimes uh, sort of uses doughs to make casts and uh, sort of bakes them. I mean, it's absolutely hopeless. But the good thing about Paul's case, although Paul's body was discovered in 2019, which was after the Brexit vote, mm. we were in that interregnum period between voting yes. to leave and actually leaving the EU. And so we were still able to access that 800 million strong laser captured ANUS database. We were still in ANUS. That's what I was told. That's right. And that's how Paul was identified. We were still in ANUS, but I have got wind from an associate that in between the Brexit vote and us actually leaving uh, that as perhaps as a, a petty act of, of payback, as an FU, um, those working at ANS may have been playing a bit fast and loose uh, with what they sent us. What? I don't know the details, but the impression that I've been given is that th that was widespread. And if that is the case, and I fear it is, then that means that any conviction that we secured in this country from that point on using the ANAS system is unsafe. And of course, more pertinent to this case, any identification we may have made of a body uh, may be inaccurate. What are you saying, Dexter, what are you saying? I'm saying we don't know that that's Paul's anus. Basil, what does it what does it mean for the sisterhood if it's not Paul's anus? It, it is Paul's anus. But if it's not, if what there, there is there is I can't there, there is built, no evidence. I can't have built my entire belief system on another lie. I've done that five times. This can't this can't be another one. <laughs> please, please look me in the eyes and tell me that it's Paul's anus. Raven, I'll say only this. If you believe that that is Paul Kitesworthy's anus, then it is Paul Kitesworthy's anus. I wish it were that simple, Basil. I, 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 I truly do. And I, I mean, I, you know, I was always concerned that we'd never crack the case. In fact, when you began your pilgrimage, that's when I felt the best about the whole thing. You told me about the the librarian in in, in Reading who recognised the anus, and I thought, well, it has to be Paul's. They were certain. They were absolutely certain on sight. But have a think, how many times did people say that your brother sounded exactly like Jamie Oliver? Hmm? Hang on, are you saying that's Jamie Oliver's anus? Well, it, 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 either Jamie Oliver or someone who sounds an awful lot like Jamie Oliver and Paul Kitesworthy. Uh, David Jason at a young age. Uh, also, I, I can't worship Jamie Oliver's anus. The, 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 I can't. Raven, do please. It. I can't do it. This is, this, there is no basis on which to think that this, this proves anything. You're saying this isn't real. No, no, th this is, this is real. This is it's a real, look, look, you can see it, you can feel it, you can taste it. It is a real anus. And it's Paul's anus. Basil, when DCI Watley spoke to me and suggested that we do this here, he didn't give me all the details, but he did say that what he was going to say would mean that the case would be reopened in, into Paul's disappearance. The seed of doubt has been sown We've got to do this. We've got for, for Paul, for Paul and also for whoever's anus this is. This is an obscene suggestion, I, I, a blasphemous one, as far as I'm concerned. And, and I think that it's, it's disgusting. I, I absolutely refuse 
to entertain this nonsense for a second more. And I'll tell you something else, DCI Watley. There is a perfectly preserved vintage 1958 Stratocaster guitar which will not be finding its way underneath your Christmas tree this year. Basil, Basil. There's another family out there whose anus you have burnished and taken on tour, it's my belief. And they deserve the truth too. DCI Watley, this is obviously something you've had a chance to think about at great length. What is your leading theory on what you think did happen to Paul? Even when you found what you what you thought was his body, you never truly resolved what actually had happened to Paul and why that had happened. Whether he is dead and this is his anus or whether he has disappeared and maybe still even alive. What's your leading theory on, on what, what's going on? What happened to Paul? It, 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 it's hard to know what happened to Paul. I, I've suggested perhaps, you know, he was, um, he fell foul of the, the Belgian pottery underworld. I, I mean, the, there are more difficult subjects to, to, to broach. Paul, I mean, you knew Paul before his death, uh, assuming he is dead. I think he's dead. I didn't, but I have extensively gone through his audio recordings and his writings. And there's this thing that keeps coming up um, about a fifth meat. Well, thank you, Dex. So, I'm um, sorry, no, there, there is there are only four meats, beef, lamb, chicken, and pork. So, right, yes, which is... Beef, lamb, chicken, and pork. Sure. Uh, but I mean, it you're was talking in- absolute nonsense. I'm afraid. Oh right, but I mean, it must be interesting nonetheless that he's uh, written about this. Uh, thank you. I wonder what. Uh, he thank means, you, Dexter. Thank you very much. Right, that's all the time we've got for this interview. Um, just quickly, Basil, I don't know if you got the invitation to my gala dinner. Yes, uh, I received the invitation, but I'm afraid I can't make it. I, I've got a man coming around to look at the Wi-Fi. I've eaten the fifth meat. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. A big thanks to DCI Dexter Watley. Basil Kitesworthy and Raven Moon for that interview. And if you'd like to view what may or may not be the burnished anus of Paul Kitesworthy, it is currently on display behind the till at the Tesco Express on Grove Road in Norwich until the end of the month. It will then tour to the Ipswich Beef Information Centre until the 5th of September, Lincoln Wagamama, that's at Brayford Wharf, until the 16th of September, and then it will be displayed at the Blissett's Garden Centre and Caravan Supermarket in Potter's Bar until the 1st of October. Right, so let's see if Angela Merkel is on the line. Yeah, so, sorry, just so you know, Angela Merkel's a no. She's gone. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, th- I think it's just a case of, like, once you start toweling down everything that's potentially wet in your garden, it's like a day-long enterprise. Mm. Also, apparently she's got a pond, so, you know, if she gets caught in a loop of trying to towel dry a pond, uh, you know, I guess that's why she stepped down as Chancellor. Right then. Um, well, th- again, sorry, thanks for all of your... I mean, it's amazing that... Y- you even got her to agree to do it. I mean, oh, you're welcome. You know, you're worth it. Thanks. That's okay. Um, also, I, I just I want to say I absolutely loved the interview you did. Oh, the the golden anus thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really great. Oh, thanks. Do you know what? I've been feeling a bit weird about this whole hundredth episode thing. Like, mm. is it going to be an anticlimax? Like, are we sure we do something special? Like, mm-hmm. and I've just, I mean, you've just made me feel really really good about myself actually so um so thank thanks for that thank you because like you always make me feel like that and um you know this has actually been the highlight of my day month year even like so yeah it's been really nice and yeah it was an amazing interview and do you reckon it's true what the policeman was saying you know about paul's disappearance being something to do with the fifth mate um, don't, sorry, don't talk about the, the don't talk meat. about, 
No, no, don't say it. Just don't. There's there's there's, there's certain words we don't say in the studio, and that's what I'm. That's one of them. All right. Okay. Don't worry. It's just right. (sighs) Just never say that again. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. There's someone knocking at the door. Hang on a minute. No. No. Don't don't answer it. Please ignore it. Don't don't answer the door. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Beverly. Sadie? No. Susan? No. Jonathan Tomzano? No. Kyla? That's right. She's dead. Jonathan Tomzano! Bimsy, is that you? Be calm. Be not afraid. I will protect you. I will always protect you. I will never die, and neither will you. My spirit is eternal. You are me. I am you. My heart is your heart. Bimsy is forever. Bimsy, there's two men with guns in the control room. I will protect you. These men cannot harm you. Close your eyes. Rest. It's time to sleep. 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 Bimsy, I've got so many questions. What happened to Carol? Are you Carol? I am Carol. You are Carol. What? Carol is Bimsy. You are Bimsy. I am Bimsy. We are Bimsy. You're too late, Bimsy. They've already killed Kyla. I will revive her. I will protect everyone you love and everyone who loves you. She loves you. No. She loves you. She loves you. She loves you. I will breathe my rainbow breath into her lungs and she will live for a thousand years. She's breathing. She's breathing! I must return to the stars. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bimsy. Thank you. Also, thanks for the invite, but I can't come to your dinner because my Wi-Fi isn't working, so a man is coming to look at the router. Kyla? Kyla? You okay? You're alive. You're alive. And you love me. Pardon? That's why Bimsy saved you. Because you love me. <laughs> what? And I love you. Do you? I don't... Sorry, I... <laughs> what is this? I don't love you, obviously. Are you joking? <laughs> Do I need to go to HR? Bimsy told me. That's why she 
breathed her rainbow breath into your lungs. Oh, my God. Have you got concussion? You've been unconscious for like half an hour. Have you been drinking the gravy from the sprinkler system? No. Well, yes. Yeah, I can see it down your chin. Okay, um, have you got Angela Merkel on the line yet? (laughs) What are you going on about? Are you all right? Seriously, do you want me to call an ambulance? I was also thinking, um, sorry, just um, because it's the 100th episode, I know we said we weren't going to do anything special, but um, maybe we could, um, like the team go out for a drink mm. like we never really socialize outside of the office and i was thinking like we just because it's 100th we could like go to um, the pub and and just like have a couple of pints before the dinner like nothing formal just like a kind of warm-up for the dinner um yeah i i can't tonight unfortunately because i've got someone coming around to look at our wi-fi but um and also nobody's up for it sorry no that's okay no no it's okay because yeah because obviously i'll see you at the at the dinner Half past seven, I think. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm not actually going to be there, but, you know, I hope it goes well. So it's definitely not going to be like just you and me and the brass band and the candlelight and... What? Absolutely not. <clears throat> okay, let's record the outro. Yeah, okay, and try not to fuck it up this time. We've gone over our recording time. We, we were meant to be out of here, like, half an hour ago. Yeah, yeah, but then obviously, like, we had the fire and, like... What are you talking about? No, no, it's okay. Yeah. What? what fire? so that's all we've got time for this month but if you're after more beef and dairy news get over to our website now where you'll find all the usual stuff as well as our off-topic section where this month hang on kyla are you saying you have no memory of mentioning the fifth meet and then being accosted by two gunmen who shot you to death and then you were revived by a big pink horned alien you've got no recollection of that right i'm calling an ambulance until next time beef out Thanks to Susan Harrison, Tom Crowley, Mike Wozniak, Gemma Arrowsmith and Lucy Farrett. And some podcasts that those people make that you might be interested in. Crowley Time is Tom Crowley's podcast, which is like a really brilliant sketch show that he kind of does on his own. But it's it's amazing. Gemma and Susan make a podcast together called Haley and Ruth, Two Stars, which is a podcast where these two cultural critics review something without actually having seen that thing. It's really, really funny. Uh, And Mike Wozniak does another podcast called Three Bean Salad, which um, is a podcast that I am also in, which is my other podcast, Three Bean Salad. If you haven't tried it out, I think if you like this one, you'll like that one. Also on those voicemails, you heard Amy Mason, Matthew Crosby, Josie Long, Stevie Martin, Natasha Hodgson, and Chris Cantrill. Also, of course, you heard the amazing voiceover talents of Linnea Sage. As the Mitchell's voiceover, she's the best. Our live show in September, on September the 16th, has now sold out. So thanks to everyone who bought a ticket for that. I'm really looking forward to that one. You can still watch the live stream, though. So I'll put a ticket link in the show notes for this, or you can look on our social media, or you can go on the King's Place website, and that way you can watch it live, uh, streamed. And if you buy a ticket for the live stream, you can also watch it at a later date. If, for example, you live in Australia and the live stream is happening in the middle of the night. And yes, 100 episodes. I'm so pleased to have done 100 episodes of this podcast. And may there be 100 more. And it feels like a bit of a kind of um, 
I don't know. It's meant to be a thing, isn't it? 100. You're meant to get Angela Merkel on the phone. Thanks to all of you for listening. The fact that I've been able to do this now for how many years? Seven or eight years? I mean, that's insane. And also a huge thank you to all the amazing, talented people that have been on the show over the past 100 episodes. Been a real dream. And of course, um, thanks to all listeners, but of course, a little special thank you for those of you who sign up during the Max Fun Drive and contribute uh, to the podcast, because um, without you, we wouldn't have had 100 episodes. So um, a big special thank you to all of you. And of course, thank you to everyone at Maximum Fun who have proven to be a very, very great podcast network. And similarly, I couldn't have made 100 episodes were it not for all the people there who are brilliant. Right, enough thank yous. I have not won an Academy Award. I think I'm going to go and buy a Solero. If you're in the UK, you'll know what a Solero is. Maybe the Solero has made it outside of our shores. It's an ice cream. It's, it's a possibility, though, that it's been renamed elsewhere. Solero is a good name, though. I don't think that... What it comes down to is I, I don't think there's going to be a Solero in the US. It doesn't feel very American. There's something very European about Solero. Anyway, worth importing if you're an American. Bye! I'm Emily Heller. And I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. We've been doing our podcast for over 10 years. When we started, it was about trying to learn something new every episode. Now it's about us trying to actively get stupider. And it's working. (laughs) Hang out with us and you'll hear us chat about... Gardening. Horses. Various problems with our butts. And all the weird stuff that makes us horny. That's so weird, all that stuff. (laughs) Baby Geniuses, a show for adult idiots. Every other week on Maximum Fun. Baby Geniuses, we know everything. The following pro wrestling contest is scheduled for one fall. Making their way to the ring from the Tights and Fights podcast are the baddest trio of audio, the hair to beware, Danielle Radford. It really is great hair. The Brit with a permit to hit. Lindsay Cow! The queen is dead! Long live the queen! And the fast-talking, fist-clocking Hal Uplin! See, I can wrestle and be an announcer. Get ready for tights and fights! Listen every Saturday or face the pain. Find us on Maximum Fun! No ring the bell! MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.